0: Hi, I'm Mark Renick. This is Victory Over Sin. Saturday afternoon to you. This is Victory Over Sin. My name is Mark Rennick. This is part of the show where we take some time and explain to you how we are funded. Victory Over Sin is funded by Systemic Change of Idaho, which is an advocacy organization out of the St. Vincent de Paul Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. And what we do for them and for you, the listener, is to go out forth and educate you about what it's like to be on parole and or in the system. That's our mission. That's our goal. We do that several different ways. One is this radio show, and we've been doing it for almost two years now. So if you go back to either the archives at KBXL and look up the show and check it out, or you go to systemicchangeofidaho.com, we've got all those shows listed. When you go through there, you're going to find all sorts of players from the Department of Corrections, all sorts of people like my guests who we'll talk to in a minute, who support us, all sorts of individuals who've been in the system and have a story to tell, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the kind of people that uh, will be have been on the show and we look forward to doing that in the future. In addition to that, we also have a very powerful uh, PowerPoint that we go out to service groups, communities, churches, and share about being incarcerated. The cool thing about this PowerPoint is that it is led by a person who's a returning citizen. So I've got somebody who's been in the system who comes out and shares that information, and they do that, they kind of sit a little prouder, they stand a little taller, and they say, yes, this is what it's like. This is what it costs. This is the emotional cost to my family, to other people's family. And at the end of that, that sparks questions as a general rule, and then we're able to answer those. So slowly, we're educating Idaho about what it's like to happen, and that's all done through systemic change of Idaho. It's kind of an interesting story about how that developed, too, because about six plus years ago, uh, St. Vincent de Paul identified a conference, if you will, a nonprofit, a specific entity that needed to deal with people who are just coming out of incarceration. So that group started, and what they do is see people within the first 90 days of their release from incarceration. So if somebody gets out, they call St. Vincent de Paul here in the Treasure Valley. And then two Vicentians come out and meet with them, help them pay with rent, uh, help them with a bus pass, bicycle, clothing, et cetera, and support them in that way. Systemic Change of Idaho developed because that got so much attention on a nationwide basis. And they flew a couple of consultants from St. Vincent de Paul out to talk to us. And basically they said, hey, what's going on? We like what you're doing. And we said Systemic Change of Idaho got started. So that's what we're doing. We look forward to a great, we've had a great year so far. We're looking forward to a fantastic future in 2019. Some of the things that are coming up on the horizon for us and all the work that we do is uh, this coming Thursday night, there's going to be a group of individuals getting together at the St. Vincent de Paul food bank. It's going to be at 630. So if you're a returning citizen and you've been in the system and you would love to get involved with changing that system. This is the place to go. Uh, we've got a speaker coming from uh, Michigan. His name is Ronald Simpson Bay, and he is on staff at Just Leadership USA, which is based out of New York. The man has done 27 years incarcerated in the state of Michigan. And he was actually uh, falsely accused of his crime. And so he got out. And when he got out, he joined the Friends Committee, He did some stuff in terms of supporting people. He's now on staff at Just Leadership USA. So he's going to speak to a small group of us. Because if you're listening to my voice, if you don't know this already, you need to know that the Department of the Department of Corrections are doing some exciting things this year. They got plans for a half billion, a half billion dollar prison. And we would like for them to kind of re-channel, those, ch- re-channel some of those funds to work on the system that we have going for us right now. And maybe change some of those laws, make it a little bit easier for us. In addition, uh, Senator Sherry Buckner-Webb, if you go back on the old show, you'll hear she's going to have a bill introduce this Session that will deal with banning the box. So I need people who are energetic about getting involved in the system and helping us change it. That's what this Thursday night meeting is for. At the end of the show, like ever, I always I will let you know how to reach me. Reach out to me. I'll let you know all these kinds of things and things that are coming up for you to get involved with. So we look forward to that. In addition uh, to that. Uh, We've got a new publication, a resource manual out. If you're listening to me in the desert and you haven't gone to your case manager and said, Hey, where's that case? Where's that resource manual that Mark keeps talking about on the radio? They have copies of it because we've dropped a thousand off at each facility. We have more to distribute. If you want one of those also at the end of the show, reach out and I'll let you know how to get in touch with me and we'll go from there. We look forward to our guest, We've got a good friend in who's been here once before. We're going to come back and talk about some
1: exciting projects for the state of Idaho in one second. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition Back into our community. This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and Coffee Shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call.
0: Okay, we're back. Listen, very lucky today to have uh, an old friend back. This is the second time, right? Absolutely. Second time, Mr. Clef Irby from Serving USA, we're going to call it now, That is correct. Used to be serving California when we did this before. Yes, we're we're expanding throughout the country. That's absolutely. What people don't know is that uh, when he was on the show before, we were talking to them about some work that they do in California, and we were talking about expanding that into Idaho, and since that time... uh, the group. One of the groups I'm associated with has become one of their funding partners, and that's so cool. So you're back to kind of check on upon us and make sure we're spending your money right. And absolutely, and looking to expand more. And looking to expand. So tell me a little bit about you yourself and the organization. I'm. Uh, I've
2: been in full time ministry my entire adult life, and you know I was a pastor for 15 years. And then God started doing some things in me and my wife. And I met Chuck Colson. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm jealous
0: of that right there. Yeah,
2: he, after a long conversation with him, he asked me to join him as his executive director wow. for the Intermountain, Intermountain States. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I served with Chuck as his executive director for over 13 years and then they asked me to come on out to California mm-hmm. from Denver. And once I was in California, um, I met a I met a new organization called World Impact. <clears throat> and World Impact has this um, seminary on the outside for local church leaders, um, mainly youth pastors, things like that, that need more education in theology. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Urban Ministries Institute. And the way God works is amazing. Um, The Both presidents of the organizations came together and they asked me and their vice president at that time to figure out how to take this into the prisons. Mm -hmm. So we spent a year trying to rewrite everything, make sure that the materials were prison etiquette for instance three ring binders you can't take a three ring binder you you know into a prison so we had to redo everything and we started launching
0: we both now see this is a one rule of radio see now my phone went off now your phone went off so i'm just telling you this is tape we're not going to take that out but that's kind of you know, he's a busy man, so that's cool. But <laughs> my phone went off and then his <laughs> one went off. So I felt badly. Now I feel just like, whew, God, that's good. I wasn't the only one that turned, didn't turn my ring around. <laughs> yeah, so, so
2: bottom line, Mark, is that uh, we started off with three prisons and full-blown three-and-a-half-year seminary programs inside of the prisons. I'll talk about that later. But now, three years, four years later, I was invited to join Serving USA to launch these seminaries throughout all of California.
0: Yeah, and I because and since you and I spoke um, since you and I spoke last, um, I went. I was in San Diego, and so I went to see uh, the person who actually connected me up with you, Dennis Martinez. We can talk about him, and I got to see his operation, and that it was so cool to um, the program that. You do in thirty? How many prisons?
2: Uh, I it, it, it's in twenty eight prisons. Twenty eight prisons, but forty eight seminaries. Forty
0: eight seminaries. So, for those of you who are listening in Idaho, there are different yards in all the prisons in California. So, like uh, let's say a Susanville will have two different yards. So, and you count the seminary in each yard, I assume.
2: Yeah, because the prisons in in California have like five, six thousand, seven thousand. Yep. yep. People. Yeah.
0: That's hard for Idahoans to fathom. but yeah. <laughs> yes. So you're just doing extensively. And I got to see one of the houses in which graduates from that program get to come live. And it was, there was just a, um, th- there was a real special feeling there. You could tell when you walked in the house, it was different. Uh, it was just Dennis and I, there weren't anybody actually in the house, but you could just tell by the feel, the way things were set up, what was happening there. It was a positive environment. It was really, it was a great experience for me.
2: No doubt, no doubt.
0: Yeah, and so that's kind of what we'll get to in a minute. But again, you can't see, I I still hear you. You're listening to our voice saying, how many seminaries and how many prisons? But that's what we're looking to do here in Idaho. That's what's cool. So tell me your best Chuck Colson story. Let's go back to that. Give me a good Chuck Colson story since I didn't didn't meet him or anything like
2: that. You you know, I was uh, in Denver, and Chuck always sends out these, yellow cards and i got a yellow card you know it's just kind of his gig and it said i need you in colorado springs and the president at that time of of uh prison fellowship uh was new he was still moving and chuck asked me to be his uh Mm aide-de-camp for um this huge event they were having in uh in fact it was Dobson.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. It
2: was his 25th anniversary. Oh, focus okay. on the family? Focus thing. on the family. Yeah. And so that was the first time I really had a chance to spend a lot of time with Chuck. Mm-hmm. And we spent 3 days together. And since then up up until his his passing. He would always call me at least once every month month and a half, ask me how my boys were doing he knew them by name he knew my wife by name you know Chuck was just one of those special guys once he turns his life to the Lord he wanted to be in people's lives
0: you know it's I wonder how much of that just aoni me as he said that how much of that was from that past political thing where you just really had to know all who was supporting you in terms of the work you're going for and to get your candidate elected. That was so much, I would imagine, a part of being the aides and moving up the ladder in terms of the different administrations that he
2: worked on. it it was incredible. He was a mentor of mine for over eight years.
0: Oh, that's that's just fantastic. you were a very, very lucky man, too. So you also went to Azusa Pacific, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Tell me about that.
2: I played baseball and football Fantastic. and uh, got a sports uh, medicine degree there. Has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. No, but I mean, it's just I think a cool school. I just, I, yeah. It, it was actually called Azusa Pacific College back then. Yeah, I, I'm pretty old. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was a great experience. Um, that's where I kind of rededicated my life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd walked away with sports and um and drugs and all that kind of stuff away from the lord and it was in it was at azusa that i met a great instructor that i saw for the first time what christ is Mm -hmm. and he just lived his life out and i just started picking his brain and that's when i rededicated my life to the lord
0: Well, you can't see this on the radio, obviously, but you'll have to look at some of the social pictures. But he looks like a Southern California guy. I mean, he's all tan. (laughs) He's got this goatee kind of thing going on. And so he looks like that kind of Southern California. You've retained the look. And now you're living where? In
2: In, Tennessee. Yeah, in Dandridge, Tennessee.
0: Dandridge. Tell me about Dandridge, Tennessee.
2: Uh, Dandridge is on a lake. Um, It's about uh, 40 minutes east of Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, we bought the house a couple years ago. And now that we went to serving USA, you know, I'm starting to open up and expand serving what we do in the southeast area.
0: So Knoxville is the base and you just fly out of Knoxville, is that what you do? Yeah, oh, I sure oh, do. Man, I'll tell you that's <laughs> That's oh, that's like flying out of Boise to go everywhere. You have to go fly someplace to get on someplace to go someplace. Yeah, there's
2: there's three different <laughs> departures. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like I keep, I tell people they'll say you're from Idaho. I say yeah, there's only one terminal here. <laughs> there's two gates for United. There's two gates for no, There's three gates for United, but Delta has two and Southwest. You know, they go oh, you kidding? What are you what are you doing there? No, I said, don't come visit because there's already too many people here.
2: Now it's beautiful in Tennessee.
0: Yes, congratulations. Okay, so let's talk about um, what, what you're doing, what you potentially want to be doing here, and uh, and explain to me what that is and how we're going to attempt to make that work here in Idaho.
2: Yeah, to me is it's the it's an acronym for the Urban Ministries Institute. Mm-hmm. It's a full blown three and a half year seminary. Um. They can, all of the students can transfer their credits uh, to over 20 different colleges in the United States. Um, A lot of them, they can continue their education uh, via online. Or if they get out before they graduate, uh, to me is they have community sites where local pastors want to send some lay people to just to get their theology straight and get a broader perspective mm-hmm. of what ministry is really all about. In fact, there's there's a group here in Nampa that is the closest to Boise that has the Urban Ministries Institute on the outside. But the reason why we took it from the outside into the prisons is – I've been in prison ministry since, man, 91. And so I spent a lot of time getting to know a lot of inmates. And I've I've kinda made a term called cell block theology. Mm -hmm. And the problem is you never wanna Bible thump a Christian inmate Mm -hmm. because they have so much more time the on book. their hands. Yeah. They know the Bible. They know all the trivia and all that. The problem is they sit in their cells and create their own theology. So what To Me does is it breaks down all those barriers. It keeps them focused in to the general theology. And Toomey goes through the whole spectrum of the church history all of that, Wesleyan and Calvin, and how that all broke up. And so it really gives them a solid base to form their theology.
0: You know, I will tell you that, because uh, I think we shared last time, but I'll reemphasize for those of us who haven't heard this story about myself, but I was a part of a faith-based community. And I think, as you articulated that, it's that really is what happened. I mean, all of us had—we we didn't we came together as 36 individuals— but, and we all came from different perspectives. So all of us had those connections someplace else. And I was one of the naive people who just I was absorbing all that new, but everybody had a perspective. So they'd kind of try to pull back what they'd learned before, what somebody they thought they'd done. we came theologically uh, almost at each other from time to time. No so, doubt. So I understand that. I like your term. I'm going to borrow that. That's a good yeah, yeah, cell block theology. I love it. And that's. I think that is what that is. What happens. And the other thing I was thinking about as you said that is uh, we're incarcerated. We have so much time on our hands that we really – we're almost like Bereans. We can go back and research anything and find out – you know, exactly what it does say. You know, does it really say that? So yeah. it, it can be, uh, you know, both a positive and a negative, I would say. You
2: know? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. To, to me is combined into 16 modules. It takes 10 weeks to get through a module and it goes through the whole gamut of ministry. To me is really about Christian leadership, okay? And how do you, bring somebody to the lord how do you connect the leaders in the church how do you give them responsibilities how do you function as a church leader Mm -hmm. and that's really what it's all about and as you know the church behind the wall is lacking in leadership development Absolutely. absolutely and that's what to me is
0: that's fantastic Well, I get, um, I'm more excited about it now as we start talking about it. So that's, yeah, that's absolutely (laughs) fantastic. So, and so what we're looking to do, obviously, is uh, this again, you're listening to me in the desert or you're out there and this is something that uh, touches at your heart. You need to get in touch with me and uh, let's let's start talking about this because this is what we're going to try to make happen here in Idaho. And uh, um, uh, we're excited about that. Um, Tell me about different directions in terms of uh, other things that are happening in the Pacific Northwest. I know that we were one of your newer states. You're still going in uh, other parts of the Northwest too or are you just trying to go everywhere in the country? Well,
2: currently right now, you know, we obviously we started as serving California. And then we just really felt the need to expand. So we expanded into Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and Wyoming. Specifically in the prisoner realm Mm -hmm. okay and ex-prisoners in 2019 we're expanding into Alaska into Texas and Tennessee we're also expanding not only just in the inmate realm but into our women's programs that we support organizations we're a foundation Mm -hmm. and so we don't do any of the ministry we support financially those that do the ministry mm-hmm. and so that really there's three legs and one is inmates two is women specifically coming out of the the sex trade you know trafficking battered women and then we also deal with the um, veterans mm-hmm. that are dealing with PTSD okay. so in 2019 we're expanding in the prisons in those, several states but we're also expanding in the women's trafficking area
0: because okay. i know that uh, idaho has been um i don't want to say on the forefront there's several organizations that are doing that in this area i know there's a couple churches downtown that you know i can share with that are have been involved with that that have sent um emissaries to um i know that it happens here in america but they've sent emissaries to the far east and to different locations i know people have done that so that's
2: yeah, it's it's amazing what's really happening though, Mark, is that you know, the the gangs are moving away from drugs to trafficking because the penalties and the sentences are far less than drug trafficking. Mm-hmm. And that has to change big time. And so especially in Los Angeles, we're seeing the gangs move a lot more towards Sex trafficking than the drugs.
0: Hmm, I never even thought about that. Cool. Okay. Anything else in terms of the future for you and where we're going? To, uh, you yourself. You know, I, I we are
2: going where God leads us, mm-hmm. and we weren't even thinking about Houston or Tennessee or Alaska, but God just opens up those doors, and that's really what it's all about for us.
0: Because you know, I think that's. Um and I think that's the lesson that needs to be learned here, too. We just got together by chance, you and I and yeah. our partners. And it's listening to that voice and that is the Holy Spirit telling you what to do. And as you listen to that, just absolutely good things happen. We were talking about this beforehand in terms of how we're piecing together the efforts that we're doing here. And it's, it's amazing how we—he lives in Tennessee, we're in Idaho, but we know all these people— in the same kind of community and that is yeah. really let's comment for me on that how that is how you build that coalition that's how god puts us all together and supports us as we go forward comment a little bit on that for me. yeah
2: you, you know when i was a pastor i was a denominational pastor mm-hmm. and i never reached outside of the denomination mm-hmm. but once i got together with prison fellowship which is a non-denominational ministry, Mm -hmm. I started realizing there are so many churches out there doing so many great things. And it really opened up my eyes. And so now community is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. You know, not one church, not one organization has it all going down. Mm -hmm. They can't meet the needs we need each other. Mm-hmm. and so some of us provide the finances, some of us provide the legwork, some of us provide the brains or the administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know And so if we can really get outside of ourselves and look at the Christian community as a whole, yeah. God blesses those kind of things.
0: And I, that's the, the the analogy I would draw to. And, and hopefully if you're listening to us, you get this or take a, see if you can wrap your head around that. Everything that you do, if you're doing it the right way, things like this opportunity fall into your lap. And I just can't say that enough. If you're in the right community and you're hanging around with the right people and you're doing the right thing, the world will just come to you in terms of how things are happening to you. It's not going to be easy because certainly the Bible says you're going to be a Christian, life is not going to be easy for you. But let me tell you, what you will see and what you will gain is a peace in your heart from doing the right things that is better than any high I've ever had and better than any situation that I've ever experienced. And you'll get to hang around people like Klafu who comes into your life, helps you and supports you, just when that opportunity is where boy, I just need this to happen to make the next step work for us, and suddenly, bang, it's there. And I, I can't stress enough that that is the way to lead your life. If you need any help with that or any support on that, again, we'll take a break here and I'll let you know how you reach me. We really are looking for some people that are driving around. You're driving around right now on Saturday afternoon. You're thinking, I'm not doing anything on Thursday, and I've been a pretty good guy. I've been out and doing some time maybe i should get involved in helping change the system here in idaho we need you on thursday night so reach out and touch me okay clip it has been a pleasure to have That's you great. back great to we'll be we'll, we'll do this all the time we'll do this again uh and anything else you want to say in closing to anybody no in idaho? just
2: just god bless idaho and what you guys are doing for doing some cool the incarcerated stuff. people man yeah, and praise god
0: you know and i can't uh, i can't say enough for the people who come up to me uh, especially if the people within the system will take me aside almost and say, wow, you know you're doing good stuff. Man. I just want you to know you're doing good stuff, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so that's what happens. And again, you're listening to my voice. This is not the way you're just leading your life on an ongoing basis. You're missing a mark, and you need to start talking to God and have listen to what he's saying to you, because this, I guarantee you, is what he wants you to do. Uh, thank you so much for coming today, and uh, we'll do My again. pleasure. Bye. All right, brother. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Uh, Again, uh, special kinds of things happen to you when you get to interact uh, with the gentleman who was just here with us in his organization. Um, Those of us at Systemic Change and IMSI, Hope Community, New Hope Christian Ministries, have been very blessed by this interaction, and it was all God's doing. So uh, consider that as you go forward. You need to get out and get in touch with me. We're easy to reach. You can reach me at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can also listen to all the... Old podcasts on there, too. Or you can write me an email, systemicchangeofidaho@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Hey, we're on Facebook at Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram at Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the telephone at area code 208-477-1006. Look forward to hearing you, talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.